0: Good morning, church. Sean, sure, it is lovely to be here, man. I am not going to lie. I am incredibly excited um, about what I'm, what I'm sharing this morning. Now, as Sean said, this is not that average. So, I, I don't want to apologize for the fact that if you're visiting, that this is not your normal sermon and service and like, oh my goodness, are they going to go there? Um, okay, so... Not your normal topic that we would have generally in, 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 uh, in Just Joshua Generation. However, this is such an incredibly important thing. And, and the reason why I love this topic so much is not, it's because I've been down and out, and I've lost everything at least three times. Okay, So it's not actually a badge. I know how to do things incorrectly. And I can help you from the high ground into the ditch properly. I've done it. I've been there, I promise you, the last time I was. So, so I'm using me as an example because I've walked this road, and by the grace of God, um, when I had no light in front of me, when it was darkness, there was a glimmer, a glimmer of hope. So I want to touch on this topic, and, and my, my, my heart really is this morning, and this is a sensitive topic, It shouldn't have to be, because our lives are, you know, lived in the open, and we are transparent, and we are accountable. And at least that is my hope, that when we leave here today, one, you'll have hope in your heart. It's like, sure, no matter where you are, where you find yourself in terms of finances, and debt, and all those things, that you'll have hope. It's like, sure, there is a way out. You should have it. Two, you'll have practical handles, steps that you can take to walk into freedom and peace. Okay? God did not save us so that we can be entangled and enslaved to another master. It's him and him alone. He says, you can only serve me, not mammon and all these other wonderful things. Okay, so my heart really is to help, to give as much information as I can in as little time as possible. Um, and also having said that, please, you do not have to take notes. I will share the slideshow with all the common groups and every single person here can have it because I'll also do a follow-up with some tools, you know, so you can really walk away with handles, not just knowledge. Okay, so... Oh, nice little transition there. First step, it doesn't matter where you've been, it matters where you're going. Today is the day that you have to decide, you know what? It stops here. I draw a line in the sand, no more of the old, bad decisions, especially when it comes to finances. It's a new. By the way, if you can change tomorrow, I mean yesterday, please go and change it. So we can have even more incredible weather. We can't do that. Guys, we have to let go. Yes, there's some consequences there's some things we can walk out and we can walk through it and we can look but where are we going we're going for peace and prosperity no we're not prosperity gospel people we are bible-based people we want to follow jesus we hang on to his promises for our lives but when we tackle this road this journey not where we've been where we're going we realize there's an end destination where we want to be, which is freedom and peace, and we don't have, want to have sleepless nights and you know wait until the, the knocks on the door come, because that happens normally three months after you lose your job and you have nothing else. Um, they come and fetch stuff, ask me afterwards. Um, but the road is not, this is not going to be a race, a sprint, honestly. To walk into freedom is going to be baby steps. And also, I just need to tell you this, that I can't take credit for all the content here, um, this, God convicted me of a f- number of years ago, running a company with staff and my own poor de- decisions in life. So I became a, a financial coach uh, of the, you know, it's long story short, I then got accredited because my heart was all, how do I help myself, how do I help people around me, my family, friends, church people, my employees? How do I do this? I don't have the handles. So I went through the Financial Peace University, got the accreditation, that means really nothing. All it means is I wanna help you and there are a system that works. Okay, and just for reference, more than 10 million people has followed this and got to freedom. Okay, a little glimmer of hope, you can, no matter how bad it is, but it's baby steps. It's not a sprint, okay. So I'm gonna share the seven steps with you right now, and then we'll go a little bit deeper into steps. Happy? Awesome. Seven baby steps, one by one. The first thing we're gonna do on this road to financial freedom and peace is gonna be, we want an emergency fund. Life happens. It's going to happen. Tire's going to blow. Engine's going to go. Whatever's, something's going to happen. I promise you, if I ask for a couple of testimonies of how you know, emergencies happen and occur, we're going to have everybody in the room put up hands. And then it's unexpected. So the first thing you want to do is to have a little pocket of money. I just put 10 grand there. Maybe for you, it should be 20 or 15. Okay, but there is an amount that you put in a, a little account, a little separate pocket, that is for emergencies only. No one touches that. Step two, you pay off all your debt using the debt snowball. This one right here, we'll delve in quite a bit deeper because this is the killer of all killers, debt, okay. Then after that, once we've gone through it and you might not see light right now, but we're gonna get there, we're gonna save. We're gonna save for the fully funded emergency fund. Okay, we're gonna go for three to six months of home expenses saved away. So no matter what comes, COVID, losing my job, whatever the case is, we're gonna have a nice big buffer then we can focus on the other steps, four to seven, less important at this stage. I feel the major focus is going to be on the first three. We're going, to be, you know, we're going to actually invest for our retirement, as if, you know, plan like you're going to live 100 years, but also live like Jesus is coming today, that thing. Uh, then number five, children's college fund. We normally forget about those things. Like maybe you don't have kids, maybe you do. It's nice to put money aside for that so you don't have to make debt to go there then we're going to pay off our home early if we have a house that's a big step two and then we're going to build wealth and give but I also just need a little caveat giving doesn't start at step seven we become more like Jesus by giving Okay, so we're going to get there, giving happens all the way through and trusting him all the way through ultimately we should be found on our knees and doing this in partnership with Jesus Okay, what he's saying so let's delve a little bit deeper shall we Okay. (laughs) Baby step one, and budgeting. (gasps) Did I just use that word? (laughs) Yes. Okay. We're going to look at a couple of things here. The first thing is behavior towards money. Okay. Things have got to change. Uh, And the one thing we change is following a step-by-step plan, which is what I'm highlighting and detailing here now. We've gone through the 10,000 Rand of the emergency fund we want to save, and then we're going to go to a zero-based budget. What does that mean? One, I don't do a budget with zero base. Now I'm getting complicated. Hold on. It's like algebra in your budgeting spreadsheets. We'll get there. We're going to help you. But first, Hebrews twelve 11. Let's get some words in there, shall we? <laughs> no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. This is my encouragement. It is going to be painful. <laughs> You know how quickly you get yourself in a bad situation? It's often a lot more difficult and to take a lot longer to get out of that little sticky situation. But be encouraged by the word. It's gonna be unpleasant. Making massive changes like this and t- deciding to do the right thing, especially when it comes to money, big decision. Massive freedom, but it's not gonna be pleasant. Okay, you have gotta settle that. It's like, it's like eating tripe, lived, you know, that kind of thing. Anyways. <laughs> I don't know how that gets pleasant later on. Sorry, that's a bad example for me. <laughs> I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Okay. But there's a harvest of righteousness and oh Lord, come on. That is what we want. Okay. But let us be those that are trained by it. Again, that's why the decision making pass behind us, we're gonna go forward. But the wait, there's another scripture. Luke 14 28. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost? To see if you have enough money to complete it. You're like, please, man, that's obvious. It is. But is it? How many times have we tackled something that we were hoping for? I'm going to do this, and you know what? God's going to back me. I don't know how, but I'm trusting for a miracle. I don't know, that sounds a little bit presumptuous. It's like, you know, presumptuous faith. I will make a bad decision, and God's going to cover me up. I don't know, there's this whole thing about sowing and reaping just for free. But what I'm saying is, let us rather take the step back, let's say, cool, here's this building, here's this thing that I am going to accomplish, can I? Do I have the resources, yes or no? If I don't, well, don't start. Why, because people are gonna mock you and laugh and ridicule you, and rightly so. It's Bible, it's not real, thank you, Lord. Okay, just, I know some of you were thinking, Albert, you were thinking, budget, really? Yeah, yeah? And no, I just wanna pick on you because he's right here in front. Guys, I hate, I'm not the CA accountant type. I'm the from the hip kind of shooter, you know what I mean? I'm the guy who, I will just do, and you know what? I love God, he's gonna have my back. I've got like super faith like that, I'm telling you. We can do anything, anywhere, anytime, because I trust God, but you know what, budgets? It's one of those things you just have to do. If you are married, if you have a spouse, you start a little budget committee, hey baby girl? You know what Thursday night is? It's budget night. <laughs> you know what time of the month it is? It's budget time. You know what? You want your spouse with you. This is not a union. If you're married, it's together. You know, you've become one. This is, we're going to, you have to get agreement. Now, normally you'll have the one that's like a CA of the spectrum. The other one's like, what? Of the spectrum. Okay. If you're the CA kind of type, you do the little spreadsheet. Invite the other person, your spouse, and say, well done for being here, thank you very much. You both need to give input on this, okay? Both decide together we're doing it. Okay, now the best way to do this is very simple, and again, I'm gonna give you an exact spreadsheet that you can use, I'm gonna do a little video with a voiceover to show you exactly how to do this. Okay, so don't panic. What you need to decide is, you know what? I'm gonna do a budget. I'm going to do it this way. The first thing is you're going to look at past expenses on your budget. But you know what we do when we have a budget? Oh, I spent five rand on coffee. I spent two rand fifty on food. And I mean, you go down a list and you write stuff down that you wish for. But it's wishful thinking. If you look at your track record, you're spending five grand a month on food. I'm, that's not little or much. I'm just saying it's a completely. You have to look at your past three months or so of expense for that line item and say, wow, that should be my budget amount. OK, that's the first step but we'll get into more details. And then the zero-based budget, all it means that your income minus your expenses must equal zero. And if that sounds a little bit strange, I'm gonna pull that apart a bit. What you need to know though, what we need to know is, there are only like four pillars, four core expenses that, especially when we're in the pickle, this is the focus. This should be the focus. Food, because obviously that's critical for survival. Uh, Utilities, shelter, transport. Okay, you need a roof over uh, over your head, food in your tummy, you need clothes on your back, and you need, maybe you need transport. Uber, friend, family, etc. okay. Be minimum, maybe we can even leave the last one out. How does the zero-based budget work? Very simple, you start with your income. How, much, how many sources of income, maybe it's just one source, and you start with a list of all your expenses. You t- subtract the expenses from the income. If you have anything left, that line items equals saving. So when you deduct that, now you end with zero. Okay, so you don't ever have money really that's just floating, that has no purpose. It's every penny has a purpose on paper before you get it. What that means is, once a month, if you get paid on the 25th of the month, you sit on the 24th, babes. Good time, okay. Okay, and again it's gonna be hard. It's not gonna be pleasant. You sit and you say, cool, let's look at the expenses. So we've done our first easy budget. Let's look, what did we spend? So there's the budgeted amount, let's say two grand. Whew, oh, our food was two and a half months. Well, what happened? But now you start tracking. So the the actual must be compared to what you budgeted every month before you get your money. I say, okay, cool, hold on. Sure, water and electricity is a little bit up. Oh, the rates went up. Oh, okay, that's why, hold on, let's tweak our budget. So before the money lands the next day or the, you know, you, because you do doing an advance, you know, like, <whistles> babes, we're going to be 500 rand short. Where are we going to get that? Okay, scrap that date night budget right there. Whatever you have to do. So that's the zero sum, but if you have money left, we're going to invest that or save that. Are we all good? Yeah. Anyone? Okay, like, <laughs> as I said, I love this because oh, if, you know what, if someone could have helped me, when I was making poor decisions, bad decisions, I didn't have a dad, I didn't have an older brother, I had—I was in church, but we didn't talk about money. Honestly. And sad to say, we might not pick on these things enough, even in Joshua, and I did say so we don't normally do it, but you know, if you think about it, guys thriving in life, but my goodness, he's completely dead ridden. Can't look left or right, I mean, that doesn't sound right, and we need to help, but, but we've got to open up. Cool. Baby step number two. This is the big one I want to spend probably most of our time here. So we're not going to pay off all debt because a house, for instance, if you have one, that's a biggie. And if you start there, you're going to lose momentum. You, you're not going to see the impact that you have on your debt. So don't start there. Okay, I'm going to show you how. Also, bearing in mind the debt is not a tool used to build wealth. No matter what worldly wisdom says, guys, we've got to... We've got to We've got to come back to what the Bible tells us. And I know there's many schemes, and there's many advisors, many things. And also, I'm not here as a financial advisor. I just want to give tools and help from experience, hopefully some word, so that you can see for yourself, like, yo, this is what I want. Okay. And I love this thing. It takes gazelle intensity to get out of debt. Why do we say gazelle? I'll tell you now, after this one. Proverbs 22, 7 the rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. Wisest man who ever lived, God-given wisdom, he would choose to write that. But isn't it so true? You know right now, all the, all the people you owe money, all the companies you owe money, it's like you're working for them. Like Every month when that money comes, you're like, oh, if only I didn't have to pay those guys. But think about that. Imagine you didn't, and that's where we want to get. Okay, Oh, we don't want to owe anybody anything but to love them, right? But yeah, another Proverb 6, verses 4 to 5. Give no sleep to your eyes, nor slumber to your eyelids. Deliver yourself like a a gazelle from the hand of the hunter and like a bird from the hand of the fowler. Think about this. you little gazelle. You're in the field. There's a leopard or a tiger or whatever. What are you going to do? You're going to... You're going to run, run, baby. Run. Have you seen a gazelle sidestep? It's like they sidestep their own shadow. I mean, that thing, it's, it's like Chester William back in the day. Uh, you know what I'm saying? This, guys, this is focus. That thing is not half asleep thinking about should I run? No. He says give no sleep to your eyes, No, slumber to your eyelids, meaning don't close your eyes. Don't take your eyes off the, you know, off the prize. And it's also funny. Del- deliver yourself. There is some, there's stuff that we can do. And you know what we have to do? We've got to pray like only God can do it all. And then we've got to go and do like it depends only on us. But we want to do the right thing. You hear what I'm saying? A lot of doing, but we're going to trust him absolutely. Let's be like the gazelle. So, the debt snowball. Let's talk about that. You take your smallest to your largest debt, regardless of interest rate. This is how we start. Remember you, did your little, you started your little budget? Now begin to get to the debt smallest to the largest. You then attack that smallest debt that you have, okay? The rest of all the other debts, you pay the bare minimum that you should, that they require, bare minimum. Don't try and stop with the smallest one. Clap everything you have in there. Once you pay the smallest debt, take that payment, add it to the next biggest one, which is now more than what you should pay for the second one. And that's how that thing snowballs. And as you take the weeks and the months, you've got all those amounts just add up and you... you you, you pay off the bigger debts quicker now you do this until you have nothing left, normally 18 to 24 months, depending on how bad things are, can you see the time period here it's not next week commitment, you need your partner on board, you, we need it and I'm saying you, please, still here all of us, we need accountability we're all going to die, we're all going go to hopefully we're all gonna go to heaven, and you know what, we're going to take nothing with us and everything is going to be, as Andrew says, whoop, it's going to play on that big screen. Not, you know, it's, We're all going to know the truth. We can just as well start here. Let's do this, okay. And here's a little bonus thing. While you're doing your budget, while you're looking around, maybe your situation is so bad that you don't know where to start. Well, you start with the budget. At least know the numbers. Don't put your head in the sand. We cannot change anything if we turn a blind eye. Okay, so we decide we get out of debt. We do this thing. Sell everything in sight. Not other people's stuff. Look around your own house, your own home, your own car, your own whatever. Look around and say, you know what? What are the assets? <laughs> so I can have that. yeah, sure, it's Sean's. go for it. That's not how it works. Look at what you have to sell. This is quick. Facebook Marketplace, bloop, that second iron that you have for a rainy day, nah, it's gone, boom. Bicycle that you're not even you know, using anymore, boop, gone. Old skateboard, owned, whatever it might be, every little bit of all the stuff that you don't use. And I know this sounds extreme, but guys, think about it. Maybe you've got a car, but you can't, even, you can't afford the insurance, you can't put, afford petrol, but it's an asset, it's 20, 30, 50, maybe 10K, no matter what it is. That can go towards this journey that you're on. So be wise, be accountable. I mean, you can't sell your kids. Okay, there's certain things that are off limits, but within limits. Now this is how the debt snowball, what it looks like. So the first one you see is the smaller debt, but it's got the most money, okay? Because the bare minimum will be paid to all those other debts, credit cards, you know, cars, whatever it might be. And once that first one is gone, boop, it just rolls over, okay? But every little portion goes to the next one. That's why it's critical to keep a budget because you're gonna have this on your budget. What's gonna go to that debt this month when the land, when the money lands tomorrow? I know. Okay. Every penny has a purpose, and it's on paper before it lands. I like that. The rings well. Now, what else can we do? Okay, we've looked at the numbers. Now what? A couple of, I'm not going to go into all of this. Okay, but this is just a general lesson. And by the way, you're going to get this slide show, and you can tap into it, hey? Ha <laughs> up This is a hard one. This is for some. It's so a quick one. You can, if you don't have a job, pursue that thing with all, you, all your might. Okay. We can, help, we can help with that. Maybe you must start a side gig. What are you good at? Maybe you love working with your hands. You're incredible with woodwork. Well, hello. My brother, during COVID, transfer trans, uh, furniture removal. I, I don't hope you mind me sharing this. But he bought pellet wood. Started making furniture. Pa- Pallet, Pellet. Dog, cat, kitten, pellet. That would be impressive. Glue all the little pellets together. <laughs> Everybody's eating pellet table at night. No. <laughs> Pallet, thanks, my lovey. Pallet wood. And he started making furniture and they started selling it. They did incredibly well. His, his son is 10 years old. He's like, you know what, we're going to make some money. Yeah, the rent you know, it doesn't pay for itself. Bought some meat, bought a little thing imaging. He made some drivels, some built on with They were selling door to door. Built on, drivels, et okay? and made a plan. Sell your car. Cut. Oh, my word. There's so, many, there's so much we can go into here, but the main thing is there's stuff that we can do to get out of it. Okay? This is where the ruthlessness, this is where the pain comes in because I'm going to have to let go of luxuries that I'm used to. But right now the circumstances might be so bad we cannot afford to have luxuries because you know what, you're going to receive a knock on the door soon if things don't change. And again, I'm going worst case, this is, this is me, um, just so you know, I was 500,000 in the red, I had nothing, I was living, in fact, I, I, I was about to be kicked out. So I went to my old youth leader, a youth pastor, a very good friend of mine, Ozzy. I said, you see, Ozzy, it's so funny, by the way, I had my two-year little in the desert, I wasn't really serving God, I'm a Christian, but I'm not serving him, in general, nothing like that. And I go through this downhill, boof, and I lose everything, my own doing. But I'm 500K in the red, I have nothing. I lost my car, I lost my property. I, I, a friend of mine was very kind, he racked up a 24,000-rand phone bill on, PC, on the phone that I gave him. Um, and this was just massive, It's a mammoth. So that, number one, led me to go back to church. I'm like, oh, Lord. But that's another testimony. But I just I want to go. I go that day, Sunday. Notice, oh, sorry, we're having a church camp this week. I'm like, yeah, our typical church camp. They're not even there. <laughs> so I phoned my buddy, Ozzy, We meet for coffee, and he says, look, man, I understand your situation. It's bad, but um, I, I don't have any way for you to say. Oh, he said, but hold on. Him and a couple of friends, But they made wise decisions. They've got a property they just bought who's being, that's being renovated. And they were about to put a security guard in there to look after it. If I'm willing to go look after it, they save money and I have shelter. I'm like, ta-ching, thank you, Lord. <laughs> so there I go with my mattress, and I stay in a house being renovated with nothing else but my mattress. And I had a little coffee machine, obviously. Um, I spend my, literally I spend my last money buying coffee pods so I could survive as long as possible. That's all I had. It's real, it's real. <laughs> okay? hey i do not endorse it yeah just clarify but i did i was like i know it's coming i have nothing I've... so there i was two weeks into this gig okay and i'm there i'm the security guard. i'm sleeping on a mattress it took 11 months for them to finish and sell it it was the best 11 months of my life i had nothing i had nothing but coffee good coffee um eventually ran out of milk you know I was like can't afford that stuff there's nothing i bought a little bit of internet and um it's so funny but god is busy but god's in that he's busy with me i'm in the storm like someone uh, uh, mentioned this morning at the prayer meeting but he's still there and he's he's knocking he's tweaking he's you know, cutting his about two weeks into into living there guys they, there's a burglary <laughs> we're sleeping in the back of the house i say we because my buddy also lost everything Say, hey I've got this, uh, like a big house. You want to come? There's empty rooms. <laughs> Boop, he moves in. No, no, I didn't, I didn't even think about making him. No, he's got nothing. He moves in. Not long after that, yeah, pity. My sister, she loses everything. I'm like, hello. <laughs> come stay with us. <laughs> Anyhow, but just before that happened, <laughs> there's a burglary. we sleep, I sleep in the back room, pity. My buddy sleeps in another room. Wake up the next morning, go, I want to go. All I had, other than the coffee machine, sorry, I should have told you that, is a little laptop and two hard drives. My whole life's work is on the hard drives. I get there, there's nothing. I'm like, Lord. I'm like, I've got nothing. All my work, I can't go back even if I wanted to. I don't have a means. Eventually my sister, you know, I, I borrowed her PC and I started doing a little bit of online marketing. Like, what is, I don't know. The story is, we don't need a lot. So if you're really, really honest with yourself and you look around you, you will be able to survive with all the luxuries. We can, we can. But you might not make that decision yourself. You must have it on paper and you need that accountability. to say, you know what, actually, this DSTV can go. The cell phone contract, well, you know, I don't know, send me a pigeon, you know, with a note. What I'm saying is, but it's ruthless. It's hard. It's inconvenient. But guys, if we want to get to peace and freedom, that's what it's going to take. In the hole, we've got to get out there, get some help, Okay. There's a lot we can do, there's so much more. I'll save a little bit of time there. Step number three. So let's assume you've now labored your 18 to 24 months, you've settled all your debt, you've got your emergency fund, now you're gonna say okay, cool, hold on, all the money that you've been paying towards those, the debt portions, you've, got all, you've, you've now managed to live with, without this because you've been paying it. This is now not the time to go on a holiday because we've got seven steps and we wanna get there, okay? now you take that money and we put it into building a nice buffer three to six months of take-home expenses pretty much why you lose your job COVID anything happens you know you've got a runway of three to six months and the longer the better if you've got six months amazing and by the grace of God honestly I'm not saying this it's I didn't used to live like this but when I lost everything and the sharks were there, eventually I went into debt consolidation, eventually sequestration, and all those nasty things, I couldn't make debt. So I had to learn how to use, well, live with almost nothing, okay? You don't want to get there. You want to willfully pave a better path. Um, But when you have a buffer, man, there's freedom in it. Okay, quote from Rachel Cruz, debt steals your future, savings secures it. With debt you owe and with savings you owe there's a freedom that comes with knowing actually there's a four twelve outreach, it's gonna cost twenty five K for me and my wife and you know to fly there. Actually we've made provision. I can go. Wow. Huh? Just saying. Proverbs twenty one twenty, just in case you lost me with all the debt related things. The wise man saves for the future, but the foolish man spends whatever he gets. I put my hand up first, I was that guy. In fact, I topped this, because I would spend more than what I got. You know what I'm saying? Shing. Swipe that sucker. I mean, this card is crying and I don't know why I'm like, boom, boom. By the way, th- th- this is just for free. Do you know why McDonald's back in the day introduced, like they were the first to introduce credit cards at the franchises? You would think it's convenience, right? Don't have cash, we just pick. They found that it, every franchise that they installed credit card machines where people can swipe, they spent 15% more on average. Huh? Because you know why? If you have the little old and uh, no, Madiba, in your hand, and I've got to give it to you as a cashier, like, oh, I don't want what it's, 100 bucks, and okay, you give me 50 back, and it's, oh, it's a lot less. A card doesn't work like that. I give you my card, you swipe it gently, you give it back, I have the same card left. It's like I spend nothing. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm, there's no, you know what I mean? But the end of the month comes, I'm like, ah, Lord, next two weeks is water fast. Okay? Because we don't think of the ramifications. This is just, and again, ask me how. <laughs> you know those buttons, lose weight, ask me how. Previously, <laughs> make bad decisions, ask me how. Um, and hopefully we can now you know, help make good decisions. Philippians 4 to 11, I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I've learned to be content, whatever the circumstance. Guys, this is probably the biggest thing, and we've heard this as a finance teaching before, but if we are really content, and guys, it's still, it's a daily, weekly, monthly walk, because there's glittery, shiny things all over the place, and I so want that, and I deserve it, you've just, just been through a struggle, man, and you know, this little 11th Check that I'm or thirteenth check that I'm giving in the eleventh month. You know, I mean, I, I, I deserve stuff. I'm not saying you don't, and I'm saying we don't because there is fruit to our labor and to enjoy it and so forth. But there's a time to enjoy it. It's a time for everything. When you have this amount of debt, it is not the time. Okay, we have to learn to be content, and we don't need lots. Honestly, we don't. The bare minimum. Proverbs 18.15, an intelligent heart acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. And again, this would just be my prayer. And we might not be there, but say, Lord, sure, let me posture my heart. And it's not what I'm saying. You know what you need to listen to. You have more than enough good, solid information and wisdom that you could act on. We, I can act on. I choose. You know what I mean. We do what we shouldn't. Paul even wrote about that. The good things I should do, I just don't do them. And the flip side is true. Okay, so this is what it looks like. Let's say you had your 10,000 in the emergency fund. Your current monthly expenses is 20, so your fully funded emergency fund should look like that, 120. And again, process, this is after the first 18 to 24 months, now putting money away until we get there. But whatever, maybe your expense is only 10 grand a month, and that's fine, then it's obviously six times 10. Where to save? Again, I'm not a financial advisor. It has just proven that the money market account has a lot of benefits for non-investing type people, okay? So if I don't know gold, why am I gonna invest in gold? I'm in a crypto, I don't know, it's like, you know, Bitcoin, and I'm not, I'm not making a call, and all I'm saying is there are certain things that are safe that you're gonna get a little increase, and you wanna protect your money, okay, and your hard-earned cash. Also to remember, this is about insurance. This step is insurance. It's not really investment. We're not really getting to the investment stuff. That's you know, building wealth later. This is just to safeguard what we have. So put your money in there. Don't just put it under your pillow or in the attic or someone or in the boot of your car. What happens if it burns down or someone steals it? You know, life happens. Excuse me? value. And it loses value, yeah. Boop, did it rather just increase a little bit? Okay. So we've gone through the first, can you believe that's, th- that's three steps? So we can kind of tie the four, five, and six, and seven together, make it a little bit easier. But look at that bottom line. Man, that's what we're aiming for. Isn't that what God called us to? We'll get there. So this is just a quick note. Now, once you've paid up all those things, you've got your six-month buffer, or three months to six months. Imagine the cash that you have. Now you can start investing for your future, because you have it. Okay, And it's not wrong to do it. It says there. Good planning and hard work leads to? Yes, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. So we can't take shortcuts in these things. Rich, Get rich quick schemes. Every second Facebook ad, you know? Look, if everybody could get a six-pack by eating hamburgers, I would have a six-pack. Some of you, too. It doesn't work that way, you know? It doesn't. So it does, yes. Good planning, hard work, prosperity. Not the kind that the world or other, you know, false teachers would try and offer you. So you can. We can plan. I think that's what I'm trying to say. We can plan. We can plan for retirement. Same with children's college funds. You might not have children. You might want children. Maybe you have no desire for children. But nothing doesn't hurt. If you put away and you know you're going to have kids, rather just stash it away. The quicker you can have that fund, go for it. Also just some tips there. Pick something that's Affordable, you don't have to go to the best of the best, and apply for things like scholarships and grants and that kind of thing. Okay, so I'm not going to labor that point. Although, the things that we are talking about here, we could teach our children that. And imagine they start making great decisions from a young age. Every 10 Rand they get, every 100 Rand, they know what to do with it because they save, they tithe, they give, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Man, he will not depart from it. Pay you your home early. Now, this is a massive one. And Mo, maybe even most of us are saying, you know what, sure, man. I, I, Like step one is going to be a challenge. I get that. It's true. Imagine you're at the stage where you're just like, you know what, yes, I've got no debt, no nothing. I've got this investment. Things are happening. I've got this house. Okay, what am I going to do? Let's pay it off. And the biggest thing is just to do the calculation. There are many calculators that will show you if you decrease you know, your term or increase your payment, how much money you save. It is generally hundreds and hundreds of thousands of rand. okay. To do it, build wealth and give. So Ecclesiastes, uh, Ecclesiastes eleven twelve says, "Invest in seven ventures. Yes, in eight. You do not know what disaster may come upon the land." So this has got to do a little bit with wealth building, and all it's saying is like a bit of diversification is not a bad thing. If you have all your eggs in one little basket, and that basket drops, boop, you've got nothing. Again, when you get to the stage when you're investing, you know the rule of thumb is always you invest in things that you understand and know. Okay. Um, but here it says clearly, invest in seven ventures, yes and no, hear what it says. Diversification, okay. Again, we can go into much more detail in these things. This is just a little highlight reel there. And then, the fun. And this is probably the most fun we could ever have with, with finances, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7 says, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. If all I have, my brothers and my sisters, is debt, how much joy would it be to make more debt to give to something, anything? Or how much would that add to my burden and my stress and my panic attacks and my, all of those things? You see what I'm saying? But imagine I'm out there. I'm now in a place, I've taken these steps, I've worked this hard road, and I've got surplus. When something comes up, because I've been prayerfully considering In any case, Lord, where can I give, where can I support This is not my money, I'm a conduit, I'm a manager of your funds And we'll see that I'm an asset manager, your assets are managing Where do you want me to give, where do you want me to go What do you want me to do, it's yours is it, How, wouldn't that be an incredible place to be You know guys it's exactly What we're called to do So, we talk about outrageous generosity A generous person will prosper And whoever refreshes others Will be refreshed And this is true. The more generous we become, the more we're becoming like God. Because you know what? He gave his best. He gave his all. Tithes and offering. is just a little one slide on it. Yes, it is a thing. It's a tenth of your increase generally. The Bible says to give it to your tithe um, as a first fruit. Tithes go to your local church. And offerings are above the tithe and are freely given. And as I said, from surplus. Okay. Deuteronomy, you shall truly tithe all the increase of your grain that the field produces year by year. Again, this is something that Andrew has covered beautifully. Um, we had a, um, one not too long ago by Terence, uh, I mean Clarence, um, also about the heart and giving us stuff. Again, this is not that, you know, we want money, not at all. And I, and I hope you hear the heart of this message. What I said about owners and managers. God, he's the owner, all of it. Cows on a thousand hill, the gold and the silver, God says is mine. You know, Haggai two eight. Here it says, Psalm twenty four one. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Guys, it's all His. Whatever we have, or not, don't. I mean, let's manage and steward that well. Biggie. So we have all this knowledge. We've got all these things accrued. We kind of have a plan, etc., etc. Eighty percent, guys, behavior. Twenty percent knowledge. We can have all this knowledge, but if we walk out of here tomorrow, the next week, and we knew nothing about it, you know how much, how much change we're gonna see? We're gonna see nothing. Okay, it's time for us, all of us, to live this out and to keep living this. Quick little recap. We're gonna save, pay off all the debt, save some more. Now we can start with, you know, investing in retirement, college funds, pay the home early, build wealth. I want to do it. <laughs> now it might not be a yay, but be, oh, it's oh, gonna pucker up. You know what? Check yourself in the. I like that thing in the mirror. <laughs> okay, you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then it vanishes away. Guys, life is fragile. We're here today. We're gonna be gone tomorrow. In His presence forever. Uh, let's try not be burdened down here, free as a bird. But this is the most important slide of them all. If you got nothing from this morning, this is the one that I want to share with you. Because the Bible calls sin debt, and that's a debt that none of us can pay. We owe it, but there is one who can, and one who did. And that's Jesus. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's like that everlasting freedom and peace and life and, and, and. But today, imagine you can make all your debt go away like this in the natural. Who would say no? Exactly. Why would you want, similarly, if you know there's a debt, sin in your life that's separating you from God and relationally it's just not happening, Why would anybody choose to not make it happen? You know what's involved? It's an acknowledgement. It's like, yes, yes, I do have all the spiritual debt, all this and all the stuff that I've done. I can't pay for it myself. So we've got to come humbly. Say, Lord, I see what you've done. God, thank you for sending your son. Thank you for paying the penalty of my sins, i.e. death, so that I can live. I believe you, I trust you, and I dedicate my life. I turn my back on the old stuff. old ways, and today is the day that I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. That's what I want to do. And it's free. No 18-20 month payback plan or no seven steps to take. One step is you saying, Lord Jesus, yes, today. So I'm going to give time right now, if that's you, if you are not saved, are you still paying a debt that's impossible to repay? This morning you can have freedom. Jesus paid for it. So with all our eyes open, is there anybody who want to get debt free this morning? Come on. Anyone. You cannot pay this debt and the debt leads to terrible things. If that is not the case, come on. Love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for that hand. I appreciate it. You know what, my friend? Jesus doesn't look at your good works. There's nothing you can try and make this happen. He sees the fact that you've been burdened. From a little boy, from your first had a. We know how it is with kids. I don't know if you have kids. You don't have to teach them to do the wrong thing. And we, similarly. So I want to say thank you for putting up your hand. And in this moment, God says, You choose me. You choose to follow me. You see me as your father and your friend. I make you my son. Can I pray for you? Would you mind just standing? I just want, and for everybody else, just to stretch out. May I ask your name, sir? Wesley. Awesome. We're going to pray for you. Oh, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for Wesley. Thank you, Jesus, that this morning your appointment was with him. Lord, thank you by your spirit you've been knocking on his door. You've been saying, Wesley, I love you. I care for you. I want to make your debt this burden that you cannot carry any longer, that's tiring you out, and want you to make up and to give up on life. I'm going to take it off your shoulders. Father, I thank you that in this moment... And through the payment of the blood of, of Jesus' blood, you set him free right now. That there is now from this moment forward no guilt and no condemnation because whenever the enemy comes and says, yeah, but look at what you said this when you... No, that, that Wesley doesn't exist. He died. He perished this morning, this morning in Joshua's generation in Gordon's Bay. That's the moment when Jesus plucked me out of darkness And put me in the kingdom of light. He calls me my son, his son. And my life is on a new trajectory, a new course. Hmm. If you believe this in your heart, my friend, this is it. You are today, you're a child of God. You're a Christian. Come on. Yes. Amazing.